0: Hi, everyone. It's The Music Reel. My name's Nicola Burton. I'm from Music Means Business. I have the Pushy team with me, Mark, Michael and Manny. And our very special guest today is a man from the Darwin Turf Club. So the CEO from the Darwin Turf Club. We've got Mr. Brad Morgan. Brad, it's very nice to see you today.
1: Thanks, Mickey. Nice to see you guys as well.
0: Well, you are. I guess you're up in the Northern Territory. It's quite different situation to how it is in Queensland. So, I guess we'd like to hear from you what it was like in when you first had to close the doors and go into lockdown in March. What was that like for you guys?
1: Yeah, look, it was a bit of a shock. The same it was to everybody. We didn't see it coming, um, uh, and we coped with it like everyone else did. I guess to a very best ability. Now we're a little bit different here at the Darwin Turf Club, we've got a lot of things happening in the, in the, in the way of entertainment. Um, our major um, event, I suppose, is the horse racing component, and we're relatively lucky, that horse racing in Australia was able to continue during these times. Mm-hmm. So we had regular events, or weekly events, uh, that were held quite eerily with no crowd. Um, oh. So the horse racing continued behind closed doors, we couldn't offer any hospitality to our guests or sponsors or owners of the race, uh, of the horses, um, so effectively we just had jockeys and horses, the stewards um, at a race day. So it was quite quite eerie and we still needed to maintain all of our social distancing and uh, all of our other um, hygiene practices during that time to ensure horse racing could continue, so it was quite, again, Different to see jockeys and trainers keeping one point five meters after an event where they may have won tens of thousands of dollars. There's no slapping on backs or handshakes. It's um, quite quite different. Um, and Darwin Turf Club, as you know, just a bit of background. We we hold a uh, annual event here, the the um, Darwin Cup Carnival, where we would get crowds over that period of over 150 to 200,000 people over that period, wow. cum- culminating in the the Cup Carnival itself, where we have different forms of entertainment, typically interstate or international acts. Um, our gala ball, we have an outdoor black tie event, where we've had numbers up to 4,000, um, and wow. we, we have entertainment wrapped around that. So that is all up in the air in itself. So. It's My been interesting times, as I'm sure it has been for everybody else in Queensland.
0: Well, you haven't had as many cases as we have, had you? You've, you've been relatively... No, we're, we're
1: obviously lucky. As soon as the Chief Minister made the decision to close the borders, um, that effectively stopped any transmission or any, any cases, positive cases at all. Any, any positive case in the Northern Territory was from an interstate or an international traveller. Yeah. So on June 5, we will be able to uh, reopen our doors, clubs, pubs and nightclubs. Um, and we're just getting some interpretation now around what we can do and what, how we can operate. It appears if we'll still need to enforce the, the social distancing. Um, we have a major, we have a uh, supercar event the week after our major event. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the different yeah. Bodies carry out these major events with social distancing in mm-hmm.
2: practice.
0: Absolutely! Wow, Manny, I'm sure you've got some questions, Brad. I've
2: probably got 101 questions, Brad. Um, you had an illustrious, like I guess, career in managing some of the most salient pubs and casinos in Australia. You find your way, like in Darwin, and obviously, like in a surreal situation. I guess the my my curiosity more so is that i guess the northern territory has been a bit more progressive than what the southern states are like in terms of lockdowns so obviously you're opening up probably a little bit earlier than what we're opening up here like in the southern states but how do you foresee events happening in the future you know you know whether it's the ball or or like whether you're utilizing live entertainment like in your venues, can you foresee that there will still be social distancing? I mean, obviously, all our hygiene practices have to be, you know, like unilateral throughout Australia. But like in terms of you've got some large capacities there, so I guess you're going to see some limits on the numbers of people coming into, you know, into horse racing, being, you know, um, like entertained. How do you foresee that's going to look like post-COVID because there'll be huge areas and well like I guess limited numbers and how does that impact it you? will be
1: yeah there's, there's all sorts of things to take into consideration many I think when we come out of this um, I think the economic position of most people will dictate what their spending habits will be I I think, as you'd be aware, the employment rate throughout Australia is not far away from double digits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I think the, um, the leisure spend of people will be will come under scrutiny. Um, so I think we'll see some muted numbers until people start to recover financially from what they've gone through. Um, we're relatively lucky in the Northern Territory is that, as the territory lifestyle is, we have, we do have a lot of outdoor activities mm. that said we have a limited time of the year to enact upon them which is our dry season which is where we are at the moment wow. so a dry season typically starts April May and goes through till September and then we start to get into that terrible build-up period yeah where it's humid and, and anyway there's likely to more rain so while we, we did have a little bit of rain this morning actually which is unique over that period of time, all of these outdoor events happen. Um, so we'll, we need to compete with a lot, of, a lot of outdoor events and people pack these events in over that short period of time. And, and typically they are outdoors. So in listening to the health experts, we seem to have greater capacity to hold an outdoor event than we do indoors. So hence the increased numbers outdoors. And we can enforce that, that 1.5 metre social distancing um, but it'll be, it'll be difficult because I think human nature is, is difficult. Um, because you go out
0: to, to Yeah, you go out to Sorry. connect with people, so it's really hard when you're having a good time and you're having a few drinks. Correct. Maintain yeah. that distance. So, yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's and even hard. in sporting events, that's a difficult thing. You, exactly. you only got to watch the NRL or the AFL and the supporters. Um, you know, they love a good hug and a shoulder yeah. slap. <laughs> That's not happening. So to change those habits is going to be very difficult. Uh, so yeah, we have to change our the way we we conduct ourselves and personal hygiene, and um, it's going to be really interesting over the next twelve months to see how we can do that um, and still maintain these high level of standards that the health experts are asking us to to adhere to. Um, we just got news today that in the gaming industry in the Northern Territory. Um, they will allow um, casinos to operate as long as there's a screen put between each machines. Wow. That'll probably wow. transfer into... What a cost. What
0: More a cost. cost.
1: Yeah, there is a cost to the business. A lot of the operators here are saying they're questioning whether they'll even open on June the five.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: particularly the larger ones, uh, just to turn the lights on and the air conditioning um, and the operational cost is significant. Uh, particularly indoor events, when they have to maintain that 1.5 metres, they're not confident they can get the the, um, the maximum revenue in to generate those operational costs. So there's um, some hard decisions being made right Absolutely. now, I would suggest.
0: It's really hard to imagine because these businesses have suffered such incredible losses and moving forward, it's not going to be as simple as just opening the doors. There's so much more. Right. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Just when you think yeah, There's a lot of things it. to
1: consider oh. um, moving forward, how we can, if we can do business. Um, the tourism industry, Northern Territory is relying on the tourism industry, as is Queensland, uh, Yeah. As, as you guys are aware. Um, so, you know, until the international borders are open, we are going to struggle. Um yeah. Interstate borders, similarly. So we we rely, for example, we will hold the ball this year. We just don't know what our numbers will be. But who who's going to be the entertainment? Where are we going to get them from? Um, are they going to be local? Because uh, typically we would get we would rely on interstate entertainment to to um, to maintain a you know a level of entertainment. I guess that's, that's come to be expected of the of the ball.
0: Absolutely. So it looks like, I, I guess, really from a, a price standpoint, it would have to be really local because you'd actually, you know... Correct. Yeah. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, with yeah borders are closed. closed. Yeah, borders are closed. People have to isolate if they come to the Territory. Um, you know, the the, the Darwin Gala ball, ticket price is $425 a head. Wow. Um, years gone past. So clearly, this year... We're considering what shape that'll take, what we can charge. It's going to be dependent upon a lot of It's lot going of to be things. very
0: different. Mark? Um, Brad, I suppose um, my
1: question would come from, you know, the average punter side of things. Like, moving forward now, that the doors
0: are slowly opening again and, you know, we're getting to back to some semblance of normality. Um, what can the average punter do to, to help out the venues and, and get them back
1: on the right track? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's million dollar question, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. We rely on people to comply, be complicit. And um, just in my own experiences, from seeing people, you know, families in, in outdoor events, um, we still of large gatherings happening. Um, to ask a, a punter at a nightclub to stay 1.5 metres away from people is, is going to be exceptionally difficult. I, I think at the end of the day, we have to be seen to be trying. If a yeah. venue can put in the, the measures, uh, the, the increased hygiene practices, the appropriate signage, as long as venues can be seen to be doing the right thing, and then we, we rely on our patrons mm-hmm. to to assist, um, I think that's the most important thing, I guess. It, it's, it's exceptionally difficult to change patron behaviour in a short period of time. It's got, I think it's going to take a period of time yes. to enable, and, and particularly the younger people that we're trying to attract. I think in a lot of ways, this particular pandemic, I think they may be of the view that it doesn't necessarily impact on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're
0: yeah. a
1: little bit more relaxed when it comes to, um, to to following these safer practices. Wow,
0: Michael, there's a lot of questions here.
2: Yeah, uh, I got a very important question. You got any tips on the horse races coming up?
1: <laughs> yeah, I have, mate. Hang on your money. <laughs> <laughs> the More you bet, the more you win. Yeah, true, that. That's if you could true. just
0: send me through some names of horses,
2: to watch out, well, I'd be really great. There's four, <laughs> number three, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the first time I went to Darwin was in May. And I tell you what, it was the most spectacular place I've ever been in May. It's just beautiful. And then I was there last year yeah. in early, just early November. And my goodness, what a difference. You know, it's so yeah. incredibly hot and everything's just sweating. So really your time, like you said, is April to September. Yeah. So the most important thing, I guess, moving forward is to get people, you know, once the borders open, get up there and, you know, go and explore the most amazing venues in mm. Australia, you know, up in Northern Territory wow. in Darwin. It's just beautiful. So we wish you all the very best with everything, Brad. I know it's a slow road, but, you know, you've had the experience to be able to crack this and to make it work. So we're looking forward to when Manny and I can actually get up there and come and visit mm. you, um, hopefully. It'll probably be, I, I reckon, by the time it's open, it'll be December and we'll be sweating everywhere, but that's fine. Stay away no <laughs> no in
1: December. But anyway, yeah. there's plenty to do in the Territory, as you said, all, all year round. It's, it's a unique beautiful. place. I call it The Last Frontier.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It's uh, it's uh, certainly a different environment, but oh, um, yeah. one that if people haven't done yet, I'd certainly encourage them to get up here and have a look.
0: I'm hoping that tourism is actually going to help you guys recover as well too, because it is one place everyone needs to visit now that we won't necessarily be okay. going overseas this is the place to go yep. yeah yeah so brad oh that
1: or a cruise one of the two. Oh, okay. <laughs> no,
0: thank you <laughs> thank you so much for talking to us brad okay. good luck with everything and we'll talk I to you again. That.
1: thanks guys thanks